This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. He has time, launches it to the end zone. Touchdown! Terrence Williams! Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He put it. Oh, he's the worst! Puts he up the right sideline. He's got to go. He's tackled. Sam Houston wins it. The Bearcats capture their first FCS championship. Hello. Welcome to the Republic of Football. I'm your host, working with about a quarter of a voice I usually have. Um, I'm Ishmael Johnson, your college editor here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Alongside me is somebody also operating with a fraction of the voice they <coughs> usually have. <laughs> that's Carter Yates, our college writer. How you doing, man? I would know that's a great intro. What you, hey, what you hear right now is the voice of a man who gave 110% out there for the last three days. I left it all out on the field. <laughs> You're getting the last the last bit of my voice I got today. The very last bit. And somebody who has also gave it our all this weekend, Mallory Hartley. Mallory, how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm here. I'm alive. We're all basically the same. <laughs> all yeah. kind of dead. Uh, like we're in a zombies. library right now. It really does. Yeah. We're, we're in our studio. I mean, oh, if you're because listening. You're, we're because we're talking it's quietly. Just like, this is like ASMR podcast-ish <laughs> right here. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. So if you're wondering why we're... We sound very drained. It's because this is our first day back in the office. Uh, after a full weekend of being down in Houston at the convention center for the THSEA Coaching School Convention. Uh, kind of our unofficial kickoff to the season. Um, every year we at Dave Campbell's go, we set up a booth, do a bunch of interviews. This year, had a little bit of a different setup. We had our typical booth where we had our interviews going on. But then Mallory and Pickle course if you paid attention last friday and if you kind of just knew us behind the scenes you kind of know we have a friday show coming this year uh to friday nights yes. um at the U- nttv studios in north texas and so naturally as the uh, uh skilled producers that they are they managed to swing a private interview room where they got countless high school coaches and uh including but what was it nine Oh, 10 FBS coaches? Um, nine. Yeah, about nine. Um, most, of, most of the coaches that were there, we got. Yeah, so that which was, was awesome. Cool. That um, was awesome. Really, really cool. And so we had a private interview room, fully, you know, multi-cam set up, mm-hmm. um, fully produced, ready to, ready, basically ready to upload almost, like very few editing involved. It was very good setup. Yeah, it was five, five camera setup. It was... Lighting. Full it was insane. That. Yeah, the lighting. Um, Pickle did a fantastic job with setting everything up yeah and, and so yeah her, hey, her vision's insane give yourself some credit here you also yeah. are part of that so uh yeah so uh, they interviewed a bunch of high school coaches we'll be posting some of the college coaches um if you want to watch the high school stuff again friday nights they'll be rolling those out throughout the season yes um for that show but the high the college coaches will be you know rolling them out over in due time uh, mike craven was able to sit down with quite a few quite a few of them um and if you're wondering, well, it's like, oh, Shmo just sounds like you guys just did your job for multiple days. Well, not wrong, right? But if you've ever, if you've never been to coaching school, it is probably the most social event we go to. Yeah. Right. Like, like uh, probably second to like state, or no, probably for a uh, state, I would say second because with state, you can kind of get away a little bit. Like you can like we have our own radio booth typically, mm-hmm. and we kind of you can hold up there and just kind of talk to us. 
no matter where you go at coaching school, there's going to be somebody you need to talk to. Somebody's going to see you. Hey, somebody you haven't seen in a year. You know, somebody you haven't been out to a game to. So whether they're an AD, a coach, you know, something, former player who's now a grad assistant. I don't know. You, they bring their whole staffs. And so you're kind of like socially on <laughs> for, what is it, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, yeah, four days. Three basically. and a half days straight, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, three and a half days straight. Three nights, by the way, because afterward people usually go socialize. Yes. There's a bunch of so We had a social, went really well. Um, and so, yeah, you're just kind of on from like 7 a.m. till sometimes midnight or later. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's a lot. It's literally, Ashley described it as like it's a sprinting marathon. Because yes, you're yes. running long distances while sprinting at yeah. full speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yes. you're just drained. Yeah. Like all aspects of your body are just drained. Like yeah. mentally, physically, emotionally yep. drained. But it's a blast. Yeah, it, no, really it, is, is. it really I mean, is. A it's, a, it's a really cool event. And I don't think anybody else in the state or in the in the country does something like that. I, I was mean, about to say. It it's, really a, it's very unique. Well, yeah. it was 16,000. 66 coaches that were there is that what oh, Steph I saw yep. tweeted that's out insane. Yeah. that's insane that's like that such a, fun, a huge number that was a final number it, um, it's yeah. crazy how many legends you get under one roof mm-hmm. kind of right because whether it's okay former players a lot of the best former players are now coaches and the, a lot of former Texas mm-hmm. high school coaches are now in college coaches and you get to see them all like I think the biggest thing I took away this is my first one obviously mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Was every time I've talked to these coaches before, it's all in a press conference setting. Yeah. Yep. And everyone's yep. all buttoned up and rigid. And, you know, I got to make sure I'm saying, not giving away too much and, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, exactly right. what my SID wants me to say. But you just kind of see, get to be a fly on the wall sometimes and see them interacting with each other and how they normally talk to each sure. other. So that's pretty cool to see everyone's personality a yeah. little bit more. Well, and y'all got to sit in on the FBS coaches panel, right? So mm-hmm. we yes. had 11 of was that 11 of the 13? Of the, uh, yes, 11 of the 13. 13 FBS coaches, head coaches in Texas, all on the same panel. Yes, which so uh, the only ones that weren't there were Dave cool. Aranda, whose father passed, um, yes. uh, I believe, a couple weeks ago. So they had the memorial on this weekend. And then Jimbo, who um, <clears throat> just didn't show up. And so, <laughs> um, which is a surprise. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, 11 of the 13. And it was very, like, even that, like, you know, you, it's, it's quote-unquote an interview. But, like, yeah. even that's kind of dressed down, right? right. It's very much, like... They're very much like very because one they have to be kind of candid because it's a bunch of other coaches in the room yeah, and they, it's all high school coaches. Yeah, it's all high school coaches in the room, and so you kind of have to. You're, they're kind of it's partial like, it's partial PR, but it's partial real talk, right? Where right. they're like, hey, here's how here's how we operate, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like that. Mm-hmm. But it's also like you can't piss the room off because you know you, yeah. you have to ingratiate yourself. Um, but when I was talking to Carter before coaching school. Because, like, you know, usually when we go to an event, we, like, quote-unquote, cover the event, right? We come up with a piece or a video mm-hmm. or something. We mm-hmm. come out with some product, right? And we do have interviews with coaches. But I told Carter and, and Corey, um, our, our non-FBS insider, who uh, were, both of them were there for the first time, it's a networking event, mm-hmm. right? You're yes. there to, like, legitimately talk to not even just head coaches, LCs, uh, grad assistants, position coaches. Like, get in contact with those guys because that's who – especially the guys below the head coaches, that's who the ones you want to get to know. And that's the most dressed down they're going to be ever, mm-hmm. right? You mentioned the former players. Uh, Lindsey Scott was at the Texas State Social, right? Former EYW quarterback. He's now on staff there. Derek King, was, it was the first time I saw him with the SMU staff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, guys like that who just like, oh, man, I remember, you know, I remember you. And, like, just getting to chat him up and not have to – not in an interview setting, right? You're not there with a mic in his face, right? And that's what it is. It's like getting, getting a lot of stuff that – 
you know, not even necessarily stuff you're going to use, but just like getting them familiar with your face and getting them um, uh, just familiar with everything. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I don't know, I, if you're somebody in the media, I think it's an invaluable uh, uh, event. I mean, a lot of our friends from 247 were there. The Athletics, Sam Khan was there. Um, I think back next year is back in San Antonio, which is I think is a little bit more central of a location for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's going to be in Houston next year, too. It's a, it's on like a two year. I just one step said it was back in San Antonio, but oh, I, really? I, I I originally oh, thought so. I originally okay. thought it was two and two. Cool. I think Step said it was back in San Antonio. I'll double check on that. But regardless, nice. regardless of where it is, if you're in the media, you know, and you're listening to one of if you're one of our colleagues in the media, definitely go check it out. Um, yeah, Carter. I guess before we get to some of the other stuff we're going to talk about. By the way, I didn't get to the rundown. <laughs> uh, Big Twelve Media Days also happened. You listen to our live show. We're going to recap that a little bit, and then AAC and Conference USA Media Days are next week. We'll be there as well. Um, and then we have an interview. Mike Craven grabbed Joey McGuire f- uh, during Big Twelve Media Days, so we'll run that interview. Um, before we get to those, though, Carter, you this like you mentioned, this was your first one, and you know what were your thoughts overall? Like, because we we kind of we tried to warn you and try to prep you in terms of like oh, this yeah. is this is what's gonna happen. This is kind of what it is, and you know how did it? You know, was it crazier than you thought? Was it about the, what you expected or? Oh, it was definitely crazier than I thought it was going to be just from the sheer amount of, like, people that were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the experience in general was, like, I don't think you can even put into words how just cool it is to be there mm-hmm. and see that many people involved with Texas high school football and college football. Um, so, overall, I thought it was, like, oh, I will say once-in-a-lifetime experience, but I hope to go to many more. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, it was yeah, the first yeah. one I went to. Mallory brought up the coaching panel uh, with all the Texas college coaches, and I thought that was extremely interesting because Craig Way, emceeing that, he goes oh, yeah. through. I mean, they talk about transfer portal. They talk about NIL. It's they the hard-hitting stuff, yeah. They talk about the future of conference realignment, and he literally asked, he asked Sark, he's like, um, where do you see college football in five years? And Sark goes, Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah. <laughs> I'm the one you ask about that. Yeah. Well, duh. You <laughs> because, have to. Because you have Sark there with Texas, right? Who yeah. He's obviously the guy who just left the Big 12, is about to go to the SEC. Then you have Sonny Dykes and Joey McGuire, who are entrenched in the Big 12 in a Power 5 conference. Dana Holgerson's Houston. He just moved from Group of Five to Power 5. Jeff Trailers, an American Athletic Conference program, Group of Five, talking about, you know, people trying to pluck his players Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. he's developed at UTSA before. And then there's Eric Morris and Casey Keeler, who one has just moved up into group of five and group of five from conference USA to American. And then Sam Houston just went from FCS to FBS. So it's like every different market in college football is, is represented on that one stage. And it was really, really interesting to see all of them, bounce ideas off of one another, talk about different experiences they have with each other. I think that was kind of my, that was kind of the highlight of the weekend for me too. And because it was a little bit informal, like you've got Mm -hmm. Jeff Trailer and Joey McGuire who are former Texas high school coaches. So Mm -hmm. they are, you know, they were sitting in the, in the audience a couple years ago, listening to college coaches. You've got GJ Kinney and Eric Morris, who their fathers were Texas high school coaches. So they have a lot of respect uh, for those people in the room. And I think that was kind of like I even tweeted the picture about. It. I was like, lots of guys who know ball. Yeah, in this picture yeah. right here. It's literally ten of the like smartest football minds in Texas. I was about to say that. That's an. Get that. I was about to say that's an image that like you're you know you're not going to see every day, right? No. Literally like them all together. Um, and I think one of the things one, one of the interesting questions that I think they asked him about was not just NIL in college, but NIL in high school, right? That was a big thing where it's like you're seeing some states start to do that, and like 
I feel like universally, and I think Rhett Lashley probably has a little bit more experience in this with others than others. He mentioned Florida, mm-hmm. and he was like, "The scene there is insane." Mm-hmm. He's like, "With NIL, you can just hop and go oh, to different yeah. high schools." And he was like, he was like adamant. He's like, after experiencing that and recruiting that and all that, he's like, "Don't, you don't want to get in on that, right?" He was like, it was like a forewarning to like the UIL and high school coaches saying, like, and I, wow. I, I think, I think in, I think in the the um, what you call it, um, uh, I, I think for the most part. They want, if there is an IL in high school, they want to be able to police it pretty well in, in terms of, like, not being able to let kids, like, transfer and, like, get mm-hmm. bitted out, things like that. And I think that's what he was hinting towards because NIL, I think, will be uh, – I don't know if it will be, it'll be in the near future, but I think players will be able to make money off their name in high school. Um, but the idea of, like, no guardrails, kind of how it is in college, I think that's what he was hinting towards in terms mm-hmm. of, like, don't let it become like Florida because it's, like, the haves and the have-nots just, like, completely – rip the sport apart so what yeah what was the general consensus on nil like was it all, Rhett lashley like what everyone was kind of agreeing with him or I, th- I think everybody i think everybody for the most part was like the game is really nice as it is here mm-hmm. and i think that when you have uh, when you have some i i, I use Rhett lashley as an example because he uh he coached at miami he knew how he kind of op- he knew how florida operated in terms of their high school sphere and so i i in my opinion, I think he kind of led the charge on like I've seen how it works elsewhere, and we have a good thing here. So mm-hmm. don't do. It was kind of like a kind of like a forewarning, I guess you can say, of like um, don't let. It. And then of course I think Joey McGuire and Jeff Trailer, like you mentioned, former coaches in this st- uh, high school coaches in this state, they they kind of know the game that they love, and they don't want to see it change in that way. Right. Uh, so there is something to be said of like. You need to be progressive yeah, and change yeah. with the times. I was about to say, I think NIL will be coming eventually. I think that I just don't think it'll be like the no guardrails that, that we see in the NCAA. And we don't right need now. that. No yeah. one has looked at what the NCAA has done in rolling yeah. out NIL and been like, wow, that went seamlessly. Right. That right, was right. really, we should just do that right. for high school too. Right. But the thing that I don't understand mm-hmm. about it too is high school, even more so than college, already has systemic inequalities sure 100 in all of these schools i mean mm-hmm. it is all about your independent school district it's mm-hmm. all about the resources you well, it's have. all about it's all about uh your your income around the area and mm-hmm. your booster club yeah. that you have too mm-hmm. because the booster clubs are what pay for all your you know transportation your team meals yep. your equipment things like that so what does this nil and transfer portal in high school mean like okay i am pretty good at my inner city high school and now i just get to go out to the i go out to the suburbs and then how does that work with like where is he moving to sure who's putting him up create more of that kind of divide that we don't need you know yes i I think i think it accentuates that divide i think a little bit more it does i think is what i think is what the worry is which i'm not saying there isn't stuff to worry about now because i think you're you're completely right on the front about like there are already haves and have nots, right? And I think that this would just exacerbate. I was that. about to say it would yes. just exacerbate it and make the the kind of the gap even greater, right? Like the South Oak Cliff thing, you know, that kind of pro does that program even have the chance if it can't compete with like the other schools that are attracting away the players that are able to stay there, right? And do what they kind of did to build up, right? Mm-hmm. Is that even is that even possible if their players are just allowed to like, actually, no, I'm gonna go up north to you know because they're giving me an IL or you know things like that. And I understand it for college, too, because they were making video games for college. Right, 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 right. They give their schools hundreds of million dollars in revenue. Right. I don't, look, this is, we can really unpack I was about to say, we, I was about to say, this could be an oh, episode we uh, can, completely it be, by itself. We might have to do our own episode about this, too, because <laughs> I just don't know, and maybe I'm just ignorant, yeah. and I just haven't been paying attention. I don't know how much money to these schools, like high school athletes. I don't know if it's really I don't know if it's even I don't think it's even for the schools. I think it's just the idea of a player being able to do it for himself. Yeah. Right, like okay. an idea of like 
of like I'm not saying let's take Quinn Ewers back at South Lake Carroll. I'm not yeah. saying he wasn't like you know he obviously gave South Lake Carroll some exposure, but like he wasn't making them making them money. But like I think the idea is that Quinn Ewers probably should have been able to make a little bit of money off, off his, his off being Quinn yeah. Ewers okay. in high school. Well, Quinn right. Ewers also could have gotten some money being a lifeguard. Or he also could have. I mean, <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not. There's there's a debate. There's a debate here. Working at Subway like everyone else. Is there's, doing. There's, I mean, look, there's a debate here. There's a debate. Good point. There's a debate because I understand when it's like you're a college athlete, like you physically cannot get a job. Right, right, right. High school, like, college they, they football bar, they bar is you. your job. They bar you. They also bar you from getting like anything. They else, bar you from getting a job. So. You are, one, not able to have a job. You right. are, two, generating hundreds of million dollars in revenue for your school. Of mm-hmm. course, you should be paid. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. High school, what I don't understand is you got a lot of free time yeah. in high school. You, I mean, I know a lot of these guys are really specializing, sure. doing a lot of QB training and whether or not whatever positions they play. But, like, you're not generating hundreds of million dollars. You do have a lot more free time. Mm-hmm. This is one that it's going to happen at some point. Sure. Um, and I tr- I'm not trying to be like the old head, like, oh, they, they shouldn't be getting paid. Right, whatever. Right. It, it, I'll wait and see how it rolls out right. in the very distant future. And I think that's going to be a very diligent discussion yeah. um, whenever it does, if it does happen in the near future. So Right, right. Um, so y'all, y'all yeah. saw a bunch of, like, individual press conferences with mm-hmm. college head coaches. Yes. Which, uh, which two did you find the most interesting and why? Per- I didn't get to see – most of the press conferences. Yeah, you were so. you were stuck in the bunker. <laughs> I was, um, I was. Uh, so I'm I'm interested to hear kind of y'all's takeaways on some of the the head coaches that y'all got to listen to. And, and to me, to me, Jeff Trailers was really nice. Um, I always yeah. like listening to him talk anyway. Yeah. Um, but he it, they asked him about uh, the AAC playing football on Friday nights, which he was not for, very much not for. Right. Um, honestly, That's, it's funny it's because <laughs> it's funny because some coaches will be like, I like to be out recruiting then or whatever. Yeah. But he was straight up like, no, they're going to be at the Smithson Valley game. No one's going to be at our game. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like, no one's coming to the Alamo Dome if we're playing on Friday. Especially in Texas. Yeah. Like, that's, no, he said, that's something he you don't mess with. He literally said, we're, we're a 12-year-old program. No one's coming to UTSA when Smithson Valley and Steel are playing on Friday. <laughs> right, <laughs> yes. Like, There's nobody going to be there. So he gave a really good answer about that. Um, but he also talked, he talked about, somebody asked him about G.J. Kinney. Um, mm-hmm. He talked about his relationship with him. And that was really good. And the other thing was somebody asked him about what's kept him at UTSA Mm because he's seen his name pop up for some jobs. And he mentioned he was very candid and saying, like, you know, I hope to be here. And like, this is like, there's a reason why, like the city's incredible. Like he's not some, he's not in a, he's not a small town coach, right? He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's in a major city in a major market and he's legitimately building something up. I was going right? to say, he, look what he's built. Yeah. I like mean, they, have, the they have, they didn't have a facility before he got, right. there. And he has a facility now. And now um, he made a joke about like, yeah, if you give me the facility, you know, I'll never ask for anything again. Then NIL happens. And he's like, oh, we kind of need some money for NIL <laughs> to help all these people. So like he's, he's made yeah. some jokes about that, but, he gave he gave some really candid answers about that kind of stuff. Um, I, I was there for I saw him Lashley, Sunny Dykes, and there's one of Shane. I saw the end of Shane Beamer who was there as well. Um, Shane oh, Beamer right. and Matt yeah. Rule were the only out of state coaches here. That's right. Which okay. was funny. I heard uh, Matt Rule kind of like through the grapevine. I heard that Matt Rule heard that Shane Beamer was on the docket, and then like. <laughs> An hour later, Matt Rule went on the docket. Came press on the docket. So, so I was like, hmm, interesting. Because Craven was saying that the MC of the press was like, so anyone want to talk to Matt Rule? Yeah. And so, like, by the end of all the interviews, <laughs> sure. all, by the end of all the interviews, it was like scheduled at four thirty. Matt why not? Rule. And I was like, okay. Why like, not? No, no, why not? If, if I'm an out of state coach and I see Shane Beamer on there, I was like, yeah, get me on. Get there. me why, on there. Like, I was like, at Texas Matt more. Also, yeah, and Matt Rule also has so much of an impact, you know, on Joey McGuire. And oh, a bunch sure. Of yeah. Guys sure. Right. Right. There. I would say my two biggest. 
like my two favorite pressers. So I'm gonna go one presser. Mac Brown came. That was uh, yes, yes. That was really cool. And I actually bumped I into Mac see Brown. That. Look, I look. You did. Uh, so so I was I was leaving the Shane Beamer presser, <laughs> and I was I was going to the because it was right across from where the the inter, our interview booth was, mm-hmm. and like I was That's on my right. phone and I was like you know those hallways are crazy and you know so once you like start heading down one you're not really paying attention because like it's they all look yeah, the same because you're in the fun house it's like a, it's basically like a maze and so i'm looking down on my phone and so i'm like i'm about to make a turn and i like just before like <laughs> he's about right there where carter is and so i'm just like around. yeah I just, <laughs> no no but i like bucked i was like oh sorry coach and, and like um he was like oh no problem just like in a, tip, in a typical <laughs> mac brown way and i was like i was like i just bumped into mac brown that's weird i did see it i saw that I don't know who took the picture, but it might have been Roach, but Mac Brown and Steve Sarkeesian got a picture together. Yeah, yeah, they was, were there. They were, that he, was pretty cool. That's who it was. It was Sark, and then Mac was after him. Right, so. right, right, right. Okay. So okay. Look, I'm trying to be a big J journalist now, but Go for I mean, it. <laughs> I, I grew up a Texas guy. I went to UT, obviously. So seeing Mac Brown, who's kind of fanboy, came out. Fir- it was it was the first like coach who, when I loved football, he was the coach of my favorite team. So yeah. getting to ask him a question about like his favorite moments from Texas versus Texas A&M rivalry. That was very cool, by the way, those three moments. They're on Instagram. You should go watch the video. It was mm-hmm. a really cool answer. But Ricky Williams uh, breaking the rushing record against mm-hmm. Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Uh, he beat Texas A&M one time with eight passes in the entire game through one pass in the second half. Oh, what year was that? I think I remember that. I think because I that he said Daryl Royal one time beat him with zero passes. That's great. So he tried to do that, too. And then, obviously, the last kick in, mm-hmm. in 2011. And then I'm going to go not presser, and I'm going to go – coaching clinic and okay yes. I were there for Rhett Lashley mm-hmm. Rhett Lashley literally went through the first half of his game versus Maryland play-by-play play, dissecting That's what right. went right and what went wrong <laughs> each game and I give him so much credit too because it was a game they lost it was a road game versus Maryland and he shows you the first half we should have been up by 17 points mm-hmm. and yeah. it's this play yeah. this play this play these mistakes, why we weren't. I thought he could have easily gone in there and be like, here's my best game. And here's why I'm an awesome coach. And yes, he's a great coach, but he shows like, he shows a lot you can nitpick mm-hmm. in there too, which I thought was really cool. That's he, really cool. I think, yeah, when he went, so like, I, I don't think I explained that in the beginning where it was like coaching school is also clinics and, and and panels and things like that and and PowerPoint presentations. So yeah, Rhett Lashley was talking, I think it was like called a ju- in-game adjustments or something yeah. like that. And yeah, he the thing that I loved is how detailed he got where it was like, this is actually a good play call. We just didn't execute it, right? Or this wasn't the right, play call because I put this kid in a position that he's not like he mentioned his tight end a couple times right yep. where it was like that's a position I put him in where mm-hmm. he had to make this block he's not physical enough to get off this block he's blocked and like it, a DN. yeah he's, yeah. Blo- he's blocking like a defensive end but he was more of a receiving tight end he was like that's my fault because I called this play that made him make this block he got blown up defensive player made a, pl- made a play that's on me right essentially that's on me people mm-hmm. look at the tape and say oh that tight end messed up I was like well that's not what his specialty is. He didn't have the blocking tight end in or didn't make the right call. So he like like Carter said, he was very like transparent in terms of like there's your right. we went wrong, here's where we didn't. They messed up one play once and then they then he talked about like that was a good play call. We just didn't make it. We're gonna go back to it again and then like they right. did and then it was successful. So it was like a lot of like very transparent stuff like that. Funny funny story about that. I don't remember who I was talking to. It might have been Craven, but all I heard from the conversation was Craven Craven saying, like, yeah, uh Coach Lashley was talking about you know, the whole first half of their game against Maryland. And yeah. I and I thought to myself, I asked Craven, I was like, 
did somebody stand up in his press conference and go, hey, can you go through the whole first yeah, right, half of the right, SMU-Maryland right. game? And I'm like, that's the game they lost. It. Yeah, Who asked no, that? Just, but then that made sense. And they're like, no, 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 no. That was actually just a panel that he was on, like an in-game adjustments panel. Oh, and I was like, was in the press okay, that, right, yeah. Right, right, yeah. I thought yeah. it was in the press. I was like, who yeah. the heck stood up and asked that yeah, question? Yeah, Billy Embody. Billy <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Billy. But no, Billy Embody's just standing up. He's like, hey, can you just yeah, go I was through like, that who? whole game again? A bunch of jur- like eight other journalists. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask that question. Billy again? No. Oh, okay, that made, yeah, I thought that was funny though. Was so like, yeah, no, coaching school was a lot of fun. Yeah, um, fun. I definitely have well, a lot. We were of in fun. that Rhett Lashley uh, clinic. He's like, and, you know, a lot of people they come up with some prepared. I just want to come in and talk ball with you guys. I was like, let's let's go, yeah, let's like, go. Was, well, that, that's what I, that's what I was telling Carter. I was like, you know, obviously I want to get interviews and all that stuff, but like, just hear these guys talk ball because like I'm not the biggest X and O's guy, right? And so I like to hear them talk about use hear their verbiage, hears our concepts, and like, oh, there's no one that knows the better the game better than them. Exactly. Like I now know SMU's offside strategy, which like again I'm not gonna say it because it's stuff he said in the interview, but like I now know what they what their philosophy is on offsides when or when they draw an offsides on offense, right? Right. He walked you through it, and I was like, that's something I didn't. That's, genius, that's something yeah. you you like it's, think you have an idea about, but like when you see him actually break it down, it's like, no, no, no. Here's our literal like one, two, three steps of like when this happens. Yeah what we do and it's like oh that's awesome like i right. love looking for that now in a game football is a lot of people say a simple game yeah but it is shocking when you see a head coach talk about how complicated and how, how nuanced it is I was about to say, how many terms like do you hear and you're like what is that i what think is- i know ball <laughs> yeah i walked mean? in there i was like i don't really know ball no. <laughs> right. you so. think you know it and then you know <laughs> so yeah oh uh, so yeah like i said coaching school was a lot of fun um we're going to get to our Big 12 interview – or, sorry, Big 12 uh, recap and our interview with Joey McGuire. Like I said, Mike Craven mm-hmm. mentioned him. But before we do, Houston – it's very hot in Houston. It was very hot in Houston. It was Correct. steamy. It was very steamy. Uh, what if I told you that there is a college apparel brand that is very nice in the summer, very light? It would have been nice if you told me before we got nice. there. <laughs> I'm telling you after so you know for next year. Okay. Home field apparel – is our beautiful, beautiful sponsor of the Republic of Football Podcast Network. Every individual show has their own promo uh, code. You can use ours for the Republic of Football mm-hmm. and for the company as a whole is DCTF. DCTF gets you 15% off your first-time purchase at Home Field Apparel. Literally, almost every – I shouldn't say literally. That, almost every uh, – uh, uh, Division one program in the state has their brand on home field apparel. You can go shop. The newest one was, of course, North Texas, which you mentioned before. Cool. An incredible drop. An incredible drop. I'll let you do that just for this read. Yeah. Um, it was an incredible drop. I still need to get that super pit sweater, but I'll wait till the colder months to do that. I got my Lamar hoodie, which I should have worn inside. I should have just sucked it up in the heat and just wore it today. Mallory got her TCU shirt uh, uh, last week and or a couple weeks ago. It's fantastic. Again, you're not going to get any better vintage college uh, designs, officially licensed, right? They mm-hmm. collaborate with the school to learn their history, to learn all their um, all their imagery, and they make sure that the fans love what they put out. If you want a shirt that commemorates a 1965 golf championship, guess what? Homefield probably has it, right? A 1970 baseball, softball championship, Homefield's going to have it, right? They literally entrench themselves in your college's history to make sure that they are representing your school very well. So 150, over 150 colleges to choose from, including your favorite teams. Plenty of our, um, plenty of our in-state programs have them. I mentioned if you want to support any of our podcasts on the Republic of Football Network, they all have their own individual code. Gets you the same deal, 15% off your first-time purchase. All right, Mallory, I mentioned a little bit about Big 12 Media Day. Joey McGuire, Tech Tech head coach, was a very popular man there. 
but somehow we were able to snag him for an exclusive. Mike Craven brought him over to our booth, uh, cornered him, and basically held him up by the collar. Held him hostage until uh, <laughs> until we could put a mic Held him up by the collar and said, listen here, old man. <laughs> we put you on the cover last year. You need to be – no, I'm kidding. He was great to us. Um, so here's our interview one-on-one with Joey McGuire. I don't even know if I need to introduce you. Here with uh, Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire, former cover boy yeah. of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine. Uh, coach, I wanted to ask you first off, what was scarier, giving your daughter away or climbing that crane? Oh, that's easy, giving my daughter away. You know, uh, that crane was, that was a lot of fun. You're um, insane. You're insane yeah, 220 feet. I did ask them. They wouldn't let me. I said, hey, could we figure out how I could bungee off of this? And they were like, no, coach, we're not doing that. So uh, giving my daughter away, that was an emotional weekend. But one of the – it was really a lot of fun. We had, a, we had a blast, and Joe and his family. It was really cool because you're talking about a dude from Long Island, New York. Mm-hmm. So all these New Yorkers, full-blown Italian, come down. And this is how it starts. This is no lie. I meet his groomsman, and it goes, I'm Vinny. I'm Tony, I'm Anthony, I'm Dom. And I said, well, I'm Joey. And they go, oh, we got a Joey. (laughs) So it really, this is how it started. (laughs) It was so good. That's a brave guy to to date a coach's uh, daughter. I'd imagine that's a a guy who's got some uh, some guts. Well, he's in construction, and he's Joe Toko from Long Island. So could be in the mob. Um, No, he's, man, he has been incredible. you know, and, and Reagan, she's an artist. She's uh, she's kind of different and quirky and funny. And, man, he just lets her be the best. That's what I love about him. He allows her to be her, and he just laughs at her. And so that was really cool. That That's where he won me over was allowing Reagan to, to be Reagan. And, uh, you know, that's when I knew they were supposed to get married. Speaking of your other kid, Garrett's over in Nebraska. I saw you posting some photos out there. Yeah. I was talking to your better half. They said y'all were out there visiting him. What's it like to to have a son in the profession? You knew he was going to go into the profession, yeah. uh, but being at a place like Nebraska, working for a man like Coach Rule that you respect so much, what has that been like? It's been awesome. I mean, we we talk every day. Well, I'll say that. There were two weeks that he was really upset with me. We've battled head-to-head on some recruits, and and I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was a tough two weeks because he I don't know what who he got mad at. And, you know, I just I kind of backed off a little bit and and uh, kind of let him work through it. But, um, you know, I, I love watching what they're doing. Um, I believe so much in what they're doing. I mean, his whole staff will be at coaching school next week, you know, and so. Uh, the respect that they have for this state and and really how they're recruiting the states, you know, pretty impressive. But, you know, he's just growing, you know, and that's the one thing um, I asked him when I got the tech job. I said, hey, would, would you want to come work with me? And he said, you know, at some point I do, but this was whenever he was in Carolina. He said, Dad, when I'm in Carolina, I'm Coach McGuire. When I'm in Lubbock, I'm your son. And I, when I come work for you, I want to be Coach McGuire. And that was pretty dang mature uh, for a guy to feel that way and I totally got it and man there's no better guy to work for uh, that's going to pour into him and and so I'm excited he's with Matt. We had Jalen Hutchings and Tony Bradford over here earlier today they were arguing about who who is liked more by you oh uh, would you like to settle this debate once and for all? No I love both of them <laughs> uh, the same and you know what's funny is they probably were arguing who loves them more my wife or our uh uh, you know, as far as literally those two guys. So, so I got a quick story about the D-line. So 
every Thursday we have a position group over at our house. And um, most of them will come out and sit on the back porch and do something with me. Or we have a game room, so they'll go upstairs to the game room. I'll go up there. And so I'm sitting there waiting for all the D-line to come out. And they're all inside. So I stick my head in there and I said, hey, Boog, are you going to come out and eat with me? And he goes, no, aren't you going to come in and eat with Miss Debbie? And so, like, I'm telling you, the D-line, they're the first ones after the game when she's on the field. We've won a big game. They're you know, hugging her and congratulating her. They have a really good relationship. So I'm, it's funny if you would have asked them who them, yeah. Miss Miss Debbie liked better, that would have been a real argument. There we go. Fight. There we go. Yeah, you would have been in trouble. <laughs> How important is having a, a supportive partner like Debbie to, like, be successful as a college coach just with the recruiting and the hosting and all the stuff that, that wives have to do in this profession? I mean, it's huge. One thing that we've done um, – is she does something every single month, once a month, uh, with the entire staff of wives, girlfriends, fiancés. Um, you know, they've rented out movie theaters or they'll go eat dinner at different places. Uh, you know, the ha it's, this is a tough profession. You're gone a lot. And so we wanted to make sure that everybody felt, and this is just not the coaches. This is the training staff, their wife, the equipment staff, their wives, the strength staff, their wives. If you are a part of Texas Tech football, um, they do other stuff together, maybe in little parts, but they're all going to do something together. And it's just trying to develop those friendships, you know, that they have. They that these wives sometimes don't feel like they're alone. Uh, that they have people that they can count on. And man, she's amazing. She's she. I have not had a coach or equipment or anybody not come up and go, man. We cannot thank you enough for Debbie and the way she treats our wives. You know, and, and it's a big part of it, you know, that we are a family and that creates that culture. I know the pasta bar is important to you. You no got the, the Sunday yeah. the Sunday bar. What's new? Is there anything new for Texas Tech on the horizon pregame or are you just keeping with what's going? No, we're going to keep with what's going. I mean, we are going to go out uh, a day early for Wyoming. We're going to do our fast Friday uh, in the altitude, you know, to kind of get used to it. We're going to do the same thing against BYU. Um you know, two really, really important games. But, you know, we're creatures of habit of how we're going to do things and, and what we're doing. And so we're going to eat the same way. For those who don't know, Joey McGuire eats the exact same thing the night before before a game. Can you walk us through the, the pasta bar uh, order for yourself? Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to get uh, some bell peppers. Um, I'm going to get some garlic. I, if they have, uh, which most of the times they do, uh, just because Hannah takes care of me, I'll get some uh, fresh jalapeno peppers that are cut up. Um, then I'm going to get some kind of chicken. I'm going to get the bow tie, the bow tie, and the Alfredo sauce. And that's my go-to uh, every Friday night. Speaking of every Friday night before a game, Oregon's coming in week two. I know you got a game before that, but how excited are you to see Jones at night, a big game, probably like Fox News there or something like that? Like what what is that game going to represent for, for Texas Tech? You know, it's great. They're as good as anybody we have on our schedule. Uh, their coaching staff is elite. They've done a great job of recruiting. Um, and so it's a big – I mean, when you're sitting there and you're talking about week two, uh, some of the big games, and, and there are some really big games in the Big 12. I mean, you got Texas-Alabama that week. You've got uh, Baylor-Utah that week. You have us in Oregon. So some really, really good games that week. Um, it's going to be a measuring stick of, like, where we're at. Um, they're a team that, you know, 
uh, has been in the top 10, top 15, year in and year out. And so we're going to get to find out. I'm glad whenever it came out, we were playing them at night. There's always good things that happen in Lubbock at night. And, and uh, so I'm excited about that game. You know, going this time last year, I think you had a good idea of what your team was, but you can't know it, right, yeah. until you see it on the field. How much more do you know about your team and the program right now than maybe you did media days last year? Uh, a lot, just because we're in year two. Um, you know, it, it's one of those deals that they they know me. Uh, they've been asking a lot about camp, you know, and the one reason they've been asking a lot about camp is we have like a mini camp that's a really grind. Got that from Matt Rule. And so they're asking, hey, are you changing anything up? And, and, uh, and so it's really, it's really uh, interesting because they know what's coming up. They know, you know, that's the one thing. We're going to modify and adjust, but we are still creatures of habit, um, especially when things work. You know, you try to replicate it. And so I feel like I have a good feeling for this team. You know, we feel we've got a great chance to be a good football team. We just got to stay healthy. And we do have to handle um, – we got to be able to handle both. Uh, some failures throughout games or even a week and then we got to be able to handle success you know there was there was a time last year that um, we didn't handle a success and it it rolled into two losses back-to-back losses and and so I think a more mature team understands we got to be able to handle handle those and and uh, separate each week you know, speaking of handling stuff, expectations are a lot higher this year, yeah. right? I mean, you picked fourth in the in the conference ahead of a team that played for a national championship. Uh, how do you how do you get them to be okay with kind of being, you know, maybe the hunted rather than the hunter at, at times this year in a way that maybe y'all weren't last year? You know, I, I think um, a lot of that is early preseason before you get hit in the mouth in a game. Um, you know, and we have such a tough. Uh, schedule and so we're going to find out early I mean Wyoming their brand of football is very physical and he does a phenomenal job and so I think a lot of that is is going to take care of itself but my job is to be able to handle those you know I want it I'd rather be on that end than the other end you know and and uh, uh, to where people don't expect a lot from you Um, I know you can always surprise people or you think you can but I don't I don't necessarily think that there's a lot of surprises week in and week out whenever you're a good football team. And so um, that's part of my job and the coaching staff job is to be able to handle the expectation. We are an older team. We have some very strong voices in that locker room. And so I think, and, you know, some of them are here. They're going to be able to help me. Coaching school next week. Yeah, I, I know wait, I know that's a, that's a favorite of yours. Last yeah. question before we get out of here. Am, am I invited to the party? Yeah, come on, man. Okay. It's six to eight, Little Woodrose. All right, I'll be there. All right, All right later. Thanks, Coach. Thanks again to Texas Tech head coach Joey McGuire for always making time for us. He always seems to you know how it doesn't matter how much he talks. It feels like he always makes some <laughs> makes some time for us. Um, also, go check out Mallory did a great job of getting all those interviews up that we did at Big Twelve Media Days. Go check those out. I talked to fellow Maynard grad Taj Brooks, Texas Tech running back. Uh, Carter talked to a few humans that are massively bigger than him. Uh, yep. Jared Wiley. That was the funniest thing. I was like, Carter, you look short, you and look you're not really a short small. guy. Yeah, he's, he's like six six. Jared Wiley's like six six. You were fifty. Yeah, he's like looking down Holding at you. Here, sir. Yeah. I had to like, I had to adjust the tripod. I was like, okay, hang on, guys. Whoosh, yeah, yeah. like way up there. And he has a giant. He had a giant medallion with his name on it. It was yeah, like, Jared yeah, Wiley rules. That was awesome. Um, so yeah, go check out all those interviews. 
interviews. We also got uh, Mike Craven also talked to Dana Holgerson as well. Um, at Big Twelve Media Days, we mm-hmm. were camped out there in our little our little booth for the whole time. So. You have to check out the Tony Bradford Jr. Jalen Hutchings oh. video. One of the best we've that ever done. one. I wasn't behind the scenes for that one. And when I came over, Craven, Mallory, Ish, all like that was so funny, and I yeah. was like, okay, like maybe they're just hyping up. It. Then I watched it. No. And, I made the mistake of watching it in the office. Oh, out there he, he was like, crying, I just heard laughing. him laughing across the office. I was like, what is he doing right now? And he's <laughs> just like, and he comes over. He's like, I just saw the interview. I was like, I apologize in advance for uh, Ish and I, because you can clearly hear us in the background, just cackling yeah, for most really. of the time, because it's so funny. It but would be, it'd be everyone talking in the mic. And then all of a sudden you hear like Mallory in the background. Like, you're up five four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were t- they were wanting me to keep score, and I was like, oh, I don't want to be anyone's enemy in this. But it was so good. Yeah, it was really good. So go check out all of those. Um, so yeah, a little bit about Big Twelve Media Days. Uh, we have some pieces up. Uh, Carter, listen. Let's talk a little bit about this one. Actually, Brett Yormark gave his opening remarks. Yep. Obviously, a big year for the Big Twelve. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of final year with Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, by the way, Joe Castiglione and CDC were at coaching school giving a panel together, which I thought mm-hmm. was interesting. Um, yes, but right. uh, Joe, Brett Yormark kind of gave a state of the conference. You know, what do you want to hit on? What you kind of uh, notice from his kind of uh, remarks? At Big the first thing I noticed was the last Big 12 media days I went to was in 2021. Mm-hmm. And the difference between Brett Yormark and Bob Bowlesby as just stage presence oh, night is, day, is night and day. You can tell one of them came from Rock Nation. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell one of them came from Rock Nation. I think Brett Yormark is... is Honestly, he's been a very good hire. Mm-hmm. I, I genuinely think he's doing a very good job. Um, you know, he some of the big announcements, and I hit on them in the piece, but he's bringing halftime performances now to the Big 12 championship game in mm-hmm. Arlington. That's going to be in Arlington through 2030. Um, you know, obviously added four new schools. Realignment talk, he said nothing. He basically said, yeah. If we have 12, we're good with 12, but we're also looking to expand. So, in other words, like, okay, that we all do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But we didn't expect him to really go into that. I, I think he's, he's really working at making the Big 12, like he had talked about, younger, hipper, cooler. The only thing I worry about with Gonzaga being floated as potential basketball only mm-hmm. and yeah. then – the Big 12 doing some events at Rucker Park is like Big 12 becomes Diet Big East. Right. I, boy, that is like the only concern I have with them. Other than that, I think they're doing exactly uh, what they need to be doing and to stay keep try as hard as they can to keep pace, you know, with the SEC and Big yeah. 10, obviously. Yeah, I think so. I think that's the only thing I have a little concern about, too, is they lose their, their – They've already kind of lost their geographic footprint a little bit, right? With West Virginia coming in, it's kind of like, okay, where's where? Well, they, it used to be kind of like a nice line, heartland, right? you know, right. conference, and now it's kind of like, you know, BYU. Now it's so like, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, I but I, I do wonder, like, okay, with they had Gonzaga, they're doing a thing in Rucker Park, you know, it's like that I, was one of their pitches they had was like, we're in three different time zones now, and I was like, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't think that's a good thing. The SEC <laughs> yeah. is cool because like it's the best teams in the Southeast, yeah. right? Like in my opinion, that's what it's a reason. College football is a regional sport. Like college to me, college athletics is regional, right? Uh, UCLA does not care about Ohio State, right? So no. that's going to be weird when they're playing in the Big Ten. He basically yeah. stood up there and had like a bulletin board list. I felt like I was in like a corporate pitch meeting. Yeah, like yeah, Everything yeah. they had done this far, and it's like sign the new six-year meteorite deal. All right, awesome. Going into Big Twelve Mexico. All right, awesome. Good, yeah, yeah. In three different time zones. But, uh, yeah, I was like, that's not <laughs> well, that's back a up a little thing. bit. I, I, like, yeah. I like Central. I don't know. Um, but I will say, so we've had a couple pieces up on big uh, on the Big 12 Media Day. 
Uh, Carter's just went up today. Uh, one, a uh, second of Carter's went up today. He talked about Texas as well and kind of what makes this year different for Texas. Uh, but today also went up was Texas Tech and how their roster is the most balanced it's been, right? We, we mentioned it before that we talked to them. They brought Tony Bradford and Jalen uh, Hutchings, two defensive linemen. When's the mm-hmm. last time you heard mm-hmm. Texas Tech having two defensive linemen? Any defensive linemen players in general. That matter, right? And yeah. so, like, it, it is this kind of the year that a, a kind of a seismic shift happens in terms of, like, the expectations and the perceptions of Texas Tech. That was a good piece. Um, you did a really good job on that one, by the way. And thank so, you, thank you. Um, yeah, that one's up right now on TexasFootball.com. Go check that one out. Craven has a piece up over uh, – well, he has an upcoming piece, I will say. We're going to hint on it. You'll notice that there's no Baylor yet. We are shelving that for something a little bit bigger closer to the season. We're going to hold on to that uh, because as we were talking about some content we were doing, we are like, yeah. you should probably save some of this content. So We, we didn't forget about you, Baylor. We friends. did not forget about you. We did not forget about you at all. So uh, we have some stuff on Houston as well. Who did I forget? TCU, of course. TCU was there. Kind of the big, uh, A lot more people were paying attention to Sunny Dykes and TCU this year than they were yes. last year. Mm-hmm. So. Exactly. And then next week, a little bit about this, uh, almost happening simultaneously. AAC on Tuesday – Tuesday, Wednesday, right? Or uh, Monday, Monday Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, and then CUSA on Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, basically like 50 yards apart. <laughs> one's going to yep. be in uh, – one's going to be at Choctaw. One's going to be at Globe Life. And, uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be there. I'll be at both AAC days, and then we'll split up. Uh, we'll see who's going where on, on Conference USA. Um, with no offense to Sam and UTEP, I, I felt like the whole staff didn't need to go and, and swarm up uh, at Conference USA, so I'm holding back and I'm staying at AAC. Um, but we'll be bringing you as much content as we can. We'll get a lot of player interviews. Probably won't do as much coaching interviews because we've talked to all these guys already at coaching school. Mm-hmm. So we'll be talking to even some out-of-state coaches well, there's uh, so or players, ma- players, out-of-state players as There's well. so many uh, former Texas high school football players that are, you know, out-of-state in the American Athletic Conference especially. Yes. Yeah, I was looking at the list earlier, <clears throat> and I specifically checked Memphis because I was like, I bet a 1000 bucks that Seth Hennigan's going to – going to be one of the players that Memphis yep. brings yep. in. Yeah, he'll be there, So along with a couple of other And um, I, I, I gave Carter his first ever mandatory assignment. Yep. Um, I told him he's interviewing Will Harbor because he Will Harbor used to punish Frisco when he was at Reedy yeah. multiple oh, times. So no. Carter has very personal experience. Strong feelings. <laughs> Navy linebacker I've, Will Harbor. So. I've had my face mask shoved in the turf by Will Harbor <laughs> once, a, once in a while. So Please the, ask him the, about the, that. The minute I saw him, I was like, Carter, you have one assignment. <laughs> yeah, AC Media Days, and it's to talk to Will Harbor. Hey, remember me? <laughs> we used to have some really Nightmare great battles fuel. back in the day. Yeah, he's like, yeah, you were the gum on my shoe <laughs> as a senior. <laughs> oh, that's mean. That's dirty. Hence, <laughs> <laughs> yep, hence why we're uh, in two different roles at Media Days. <laughs> That's why you're True. talking to me, pal. No. <laughs> <That's why you're laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be uh, – keep it tuned to techsoba.com at, C- at, uh, at DCTF and at DCTFCFB on Twitter. Yes. All of our individual accounts as well. And I think that'll do it for us. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save the rest of my voice for what I have um, and probably not talk the rest of this week yes. until, <laughs> until I have to talk to some of these players next week. I honestly thought it sounded great after the opening – I think I, I think that was I, great. Honestly, the, the the crack at the beginning it was a little yeah. shaky, but you, you recovered no, pretty well. We recovered. Yeah, we recovered pretty well. So, please subscribe on TexasFootball.com. We will be pumping out all of our continued magazine coverage over the course of the summer, and of course, all the college stuff will be rolled out as it comes. Again, AAC Media Days Conference USA next week. Keep it tuned. Video interviews, pieces, all that stuff. So thank you for listening. Subscribe on Apple and Spotify to not only hear us but all of our 
family podcasts, uh, family of podcasts on the Republic of Football. Remember, promo code DCTF on homefieldapparel.com, and we will talk to you guys later. Remember, we have talked to 12 of 13 FBS head coaches. Jimbo Fisher, please give us a call, and go Rutgers. Go Rutgers.